Welcome to the Mead Podcast. I'm Tom, the founder of Gosnells. And I'm Will, the head brewer here at Gosnells. This is our podcast where we are going to be chatting about all things mead and booze. Uh, each week we take a, either a mead enthusiast or a mead maker and we sit them down to a bunch of questions about why they love mead. Uh, so yeah, so thanks to everyone who's spared some time for that, uh, from their busy schedules. I know everyone in the mead world is super busy at the moment. Yeah, and thanks everybody for their continued support over the last uh, God, couple of years now. So hen- entering into the fourth season of the mead podcast. Fourth season. So thank you all for your support. And uh, Well, yeah, let's just get into it. Let's go. I will. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm right. We're so, back. what are we up to today? So today we are, you know, we're podcasting, obviously, Tom. Yeah. But um, we've got uh, Nika from uh, the Mead Culinary Guide, which is a, a an awesome uh, website and and uh, Instagram page that talks about like pairing food with mead and and all these sort of like weird, wonderful things. We're probably better off uh, handing over to you, Nika, to sort of you know, introduce yourself and explain what you do and and who you are. Well, hello everyone. Um, my name is Nika, as you've already said, and I run the Meat Culinary Guide, uh, which is like a passion project. Um, I really love food and beverages. I love experimenting with those two, and I love making and drinking meat as well. So I thought, why not make a guide for other people who are maybe unsure how to drink meat and what meat is and how to make recipes with meat. So I'm just... Um, yeah, learning from my mistakes so others don't have to repeat those mistakes and I'm sure. just giving ideas, I'm being creative. So so yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, I'm pretty young, but I've actually uh, been in a culinary school, like a business culinary school actually, um, where we've done a lot of cooking, cocktails, cheese, wine pairings. Um, and since then I've been working in different restaurants um, across Germany and Austria. Um, I've even worked in a Michelin star restaurant for a couple of months, but um, now I'm studying, actually finishing off and um, um, just doing this as a, as a hobby, but hopefully it will become something more <laughs> in the sure. future. Yeah. So how did you get into mead and why, I guess, why mead rather than, than anything else to pair with food? Well, mead is just the best. <laughs> no, but um, no uh, my family <laughs> Exactly. My family has been uh, making meat for, for 10 years already. Uh, I come from Midoriere and my dad has been a beekeeper. And well, when I was younger, I was never really excited about it. Um, you know, when your family makes something, you're kind of like, oh, I must to kind of help them and go to these fairs and, and yeah. But um, the last couple of years, I've tried it to make my own meat a little bit. And I've also... Yeah, started making recipes and just then I, I became more and more interested in it um, because I personally believe that there there's just so much to discover. I mean, if you look at wine or basically any other beverage, there's so many wine guides and so many books about it. And and meat has just kind of been forgotten the last few years. So um, I cannot really understand why. I mean, the quality of meat is kind of not very constant there's some bad meats there's some really good ones so this might be the reason but i personally think that it's one of the most sustainable beverages in the world as as you know the, the ingredient is not polluting the environment basically you're not taking care of the land as a beekeeper you're just pollinating the 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 food crops which is incredibly important and fermentation is a natural process anyway so i think that in the future this drink is going to become more and more significant so 
um, I want to, to, yeah, just kind of spread awareness around that also. And it tastes amazing too, so. Awesome, awesome. So, I mean, maybe what's your favorite mead and your favorite kind of mead and food pairings? Start there and then we'll... Uh, that, that's just so difficult because... Um, well, what, what's one that works really well then? <laughs> like, okay, just... yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to say that Mead Culinary Guide is just one year old, basically. So I'm kind of just getting into, and I think there's so many more possibilities that we all, you know, should, could discover. But I'm, I would say that, you know, if you're having uh, duck meat or, or goose or lamb, meat is really something that could be better than any wine pairing that you can make. So um, I'm, I'm looking for, for things that are maybe really suited for meat and there's some meats and, and vegetables that have like a light sweetness to it. So you can pair meat with it really well. I mean, um, I made one dish. I'm not sure if I can share my screen actually, if that's kind of, if that will work. Yeah, I think you can give it a whirl, give it a whirl, yeah. Um, no, it, it's kind of, just, it, it's okay. I'm just gonna, um, I think you need to give me like permission, but. Um, yeah, yeah, there we go. That should be, that, <laughs> you should be able to do that. Uh, yeah you can share oh now 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 it's now it's fine i'm just gonna maybe um go through the through the page just quickly so for people who didn't see it before uh can you see my screen yeah yeah we can yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, we'll, i'll i'll voice it over yeah, that's it. We'll, for the we'll, podcast yeah we'll, we'll uh, paint a word picture oh okay okay i'm just <laughs> um <laughs> just to see like i'm doing um i'm doing different salads different cocktails and my personal favorite meat pairing would be probably this one. Um, where is it? <laughs> this one, this this Asian Asian pairing, and this was pretty. Yeah, amazing. I find that quite a lot as well. That yeah, sort of. So maybe just tell us a bit more about a bit more detail on that. Yeah. Um, so especially kind of semi-sweet meats um, pair good with desserts, but also with spicy foods. So. Um, I made this pork belly yeah. um, in, in marinated in, in honey, soy sauce with a bit of chili, and you know this this sweetness just just pairs beautifully with spicy foods. And I've actually yeah. been to to Hong Kong as well and Seoul, uh, so I I kind of think that Asian food in general and meat ha have a good future together. Um, because a lot of Asian nations are not so fixated on the idea that wine must be from grapes. Uh, whereas in Europe, mm -hmm. people still kind of think of wine, just, just grapes and everything else is like, you know, sideways, but you know, they do a lot of, a lot of different kinds of wine. So they were pretty excited about me. So I think, um, I think yeah, and has, has we, sell, we, in, we sell quite a lot, um, uh, to, in Hong Kong and also in Korea as well. And I think it is that kind of yeah. openness to new kind of cool. drinks. But it works really well, the spicy food. We yeah. find that kind of sweetness helps to cut through some of the spice. Um, and then a, the high use of acid as well in a lot yeah. of, especially um, um, Southeastern Asia, you know, that, that sort of cuts well with it. You know, the high acid profile and the sugar content in, in, in meat as well. Yeah, exactly. There's a restaurant in London called, oh, what is it called? Kiln in Soho. And they use some of our meat. They sort of pair it with you know, some really, really spicy Thai food. Um, and it works really well. It's really good. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. 
But it's it's one of those things that uh, we had a little chat with Ken Scram a little while ago and talking about that it's it's about having the ability to taste those pairings as well. Yeah. And being able to get it in front of people and get them to have that feeling that I, I actually, yeah, of course, I can I can do other things outside of wine and outside of those sort of like really core pairings, you know, like, you know, I, I remember doing pairings of like whiskey and, and oysters and things like that, which, you know, put, push yeah. against that sort of boundary going like, no, there's, there's lots of different beverages out there that, that that can find its place in 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 your in routine different, and, different kind of ways yeah and it, it's worth experimenting you know like even if you get it wrong it's not necessarily going to ruin your dinner it's just not going to elevate it to the level that you need it you know or that you want it to be yeah yeah um that's cool uh, what, what are you drinking at the moment sorry we've got to ask you at the beginning um, well i actually have a, i have a glass of sparkling maybe i can show it i mean the bottle is already half full oh, or half yeah. empty depending I think on i've seen that before yeah yeah <laughs> Um, it's our, our traditional sparkling, which um, is made with the classical method. So it's um, ripes on yeast for 24 months and it's just very floral and it's, you know, okay, now we have spring, so it's not something special, but when you open it in winter, you can't smell the, the, the blossoming flowers. <laughs> so it's, it's, it really it's brings really nice. you back, doesn't it? Exactly. And especially when exactly. you get a really good sort of um, early pick honey as well, and you can just just encapsulate that 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 opening of spring, and and it's uh, it's not an easy thing to do either, you know, to sort of keep those those uh, those delicate notes inside the meat as well. Yeah. What are you guys drinking? I cannot see. <laughs> so with, with <laughs> the guys have just been coming in um, with random samples, just random things, things from, that... from barrels and a couple of the new things they're making because we've got a, a little tasting room as well. So. I've got the uh, a, a barrel aged apricot sour. I've got the same. Got the same. Yeah, okay, sorry, cool. Yeah. And then over there, I've got I've got a little tasting panel just behind the computer. Um, as the guys come in and just put it there with a little note and go, just taste this and tell me what you think of it afterwards. Um, what was the other one you brought in? The mojito sour. Oh yeah, you made him which, uh, which with like lots of mint and lime, and that was actually ripped. That was that, yeah, that was and really rum good. soaked vanilla beans. Oh, was that what it? That was what the yeah. So a little then. hint in there behind, and passion fruit's going to go on the top. So nice. we do. We have a little bar, and during the summer, those sort of like lighter, more approachable meads are just delicious, and it gives people a a, a bit of a, a different experience with mead as well. Yeah, I see it all the time on Instagram, and I so wish that it would be closer. But I'm definitely gonna visit as soon as the, the situation changes a little bit. It's, oh, gosh, yeah, yeah. Genius. But I hope that you realize that you have like the best job in the world. I mean, tasting meat on like yeah, and that is all. That's all we do. We just we just sit here. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. just James brings us different glasses. That's it. Yeah, uh, God, oh, poor, poor James only. works so hard. If only, if only. <laughs> Uh, he has the best job, yeah, I think. Uh, he has fun. He has fun. He, he gets to make everything, to make and, everything. And, and you know, get our approval, which is. <laughs> Uh, let's, maybe let's bring it back to the meat and food pairing. Yeah, let's yeah, let's, yeah. let's come back to that. the. Uh, the... So, so I guess like, um, what what are the sort of top three tips you you sort of give people when you're looking to pair stuff with, or you know, any drinks, but specifically meat and food. Mm. Or five tips. Don't be limited by the <laughs> question. <laughs> what are some tips? Um, no, the the thing with meat is, um, you know, there's so many different kinds, and there's no real like kind of regular no real source like you know you're not drinking a chardonnay it's it's, it's more like um different kinds of honey and and different sweetness levels so i i can see that for people it's sometimes confusing but um i definitely definitely think that dry meats you know go well with uh like i said goose duck lamb uh these sorts of stuff more semi-dry with 
um, creamy desserts that uh, maybe mm -hmm. have uh, marzipan or caramel in it. Um, I've made uh, sorbets, like fruit sorbets with sweet meats. Um, they give you that natural sweetness. Um, for, for desserts, it's sometimes difficult because there are meats that are more, you want to look for meats that is, that for meat that is kind of fresh, so that has at least some kind of acidity if you're drinking, um, mm -hmm. uh, if you're eating something sweet. And yeah, there's a lot of good meats. I mean, we make some chestnut meat, which is kind of bitter. Yeah, I saw you won a couple of awards for that, and I, I haven't really had a chance to try it yet. So, um, I would recommend just just trying off. the The main tip would be don't think that meat is it because that's not true. And um, there are a lot of I mean the things that you're making they're so fresh and, and carbonated. So there, there's tons of things you can do with that. And I tend to cook with meat as well because. Um, I feel like wine has been used for making sauces and ragouts or just different things. And meat gives you a completely different taste. So this has not been explored by chefs yet, I feel like. And I, I find myself doing, doing that so yeah. often because my, yeah. I have a shelf at home and it's obviously a shelf of meat and two or three really nice bottles of wine. Yeah. So, so when I'm cooking, yeah. I'm like, well, I'm gonna, got, I don't we have, have loads of meat. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, all right, cool. Let's, let's, let's do a, I'm, you know, like I, I make a lot of, uh, you know, tomato based sauce and I just run through different meads each time because you want that little bit of sweetness and a yeah. little bit of acid in, in, in your sauce and like different meads. And every time it's a different sort of characteristic that comes out. And it kind of reminds me a little bit more of uh, like cooking with like sherry or, or, or port, like a semi-sweet sherry or a port, but you yeah. get a lot more of that sort of aroma come through. And the other thing which I always talk about is uh, mead vinegar, which uh, I can't get enough of. But, uh, Power me up. Power you up, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, put it in salad dressing as sauces. You know, if, if you cook meat, it kind of, especially with fruit, it kind of, kind of gets a little thicker. And it has yeah. that nice um, golden thick consistency. And if you serve it to some guests, they'll be like, what is in this sauce or what, what is in <laughs> it? Because they cannot allocate the taste or the, the, the texture because it's so different. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so it's such a, it's uh, talking especially about the different varietals of honey. Like we, we find that quite often as well, just in, in, you know, in the process of making things and trying to show people how diverse it is. And I've never really thought about it in that way that when you're sort of playing with pairings, having that education platform of going like, oh, it's it's not like there's one mead that suits everything suits yeah. that everything or even a, a standard dry mead as you go like, oh, I'll pair this with a dry white wine or, you know, a big body sort of red wine. It's easy to sort of navigate through that and you're okay. But when you've got such a diverse amount of just dry meats, it's it's mm. going to be quite difficult. Yeah. And that was one of the conversations we had with um, that sommelier, Donald, who came around the mm. other day. So he was, runs a, a good michelin star ish restaurant in london uh and was looking to pair our meads with some of the dishes on the tasting menu and he was like oh, it's really exciting because what we're going to do is take it back to the kitchen and we're going to drink it with the chef and then we're going to design some dishes around it it's always lovely when someone takes the time to design the food around the, the drink especially going through that re almost reverse yeah. process where you're sort of designing the the food around the drink because the drink's so interesting and you're like yeah. okay well i don't really know what goes with that so i'd rather take the spikes out of that and go okay what we know how to work with food so let's let's take that and, and start that uh, process in that way exactly and when i go to to restaurants on something 
I'm sometimes quite disappointed because they're like, oh, you know, this is different. We, we don't know how to pair it. And there's, um, there's, there's a lot of chefs who are, who are not willing to make the, the effort and are just doing their standard thing. But I really think as a meat producer, um, you should search for maybe young chefs who are more open to, to find their find their voice, find, find their style, their signature dish. And um, I've definitely had some lovely encounters with chefs that were like, okay, yeah, we're going to make food for this or we're going to include it. And we're willing to, you know, try something new and present it to the customer. Because um, like from, from our experience, it's also difficult in Slovenia or in this place because a lot of people have never heard of me or... Um, or, or they cannot understand how honey hen can ferment. So this is also um, interesting, but you really need um, people in, in, in service to offer and to explain and uh, to really um, work through communication also, because if, if there's a place who's not um, willing to explain or offer, people are not gonna drink that. And it doesn't mean that meat is bad. It's just not being communicated properly also mm. a lot of the yeah. times. Yeah. No, it's quite difficult. And it's it's difficult also in that education process as well, because you want the people that, you know, service at the table to have the same sort of, you know, um, you know, information behind them as you do and, and to be able to sort of present people with that and, and work through that. And I think the first step of that is just having it on the menu just gives it, you know, yeah, even but, if it is just th- with the dessert, you know, yeah, like I, it can I think be- it's a really good opportunity though, to educate people about about mead particularly so i think once you're especially if you're in the right environment having someone knowledgeable next to your table who can suggest something that's a bit more out there like mead and then take you through why that's a good pairing it's like the perfect opportunity to introduce people yeah that's it as opposed to you know in a bar and once you get it once you're gonna you're likely you know you're more likely to to try it again you know like exactly exactly Um, so you've had the chance to, I guess, taste loads of different meads around the world. Um, what kind of thing, what's your, what's the sort of style that you, you generally gravitate to? What, what good things have you been drinking? Um, what's exciting you about mead at the moment? Um, well, I've drank a lot of traditional meads um, mostly, and I've been researching in the last days why that is. Um, and for example, in Slovenia, our rule book does not allow yet for um, you know, different herbs or fruits inside or carbonation or um, things like that. So um, I, I kind of like traditional meats, so pure without, without any aromas, because mm-hmm. I want to, to taste kind of also the, the quality of honey and um, really the, the natural acidity that comes out. Uh, but since I'm seeing also the trend of these lighter meats that are kind of um, carbonated and um, made with different foods i'm more more and more excited about that and i definitely want to want to try more of that kind of things because i think that they're much more accessible especially to young people they look you know they look nice they're easy to to drink and they're easy to to take on a lake um whereas you know more for the restaurant so um i definitely well, I might be biased <laughs> because we make really good chestnut meat and I think that's my absolute favorite. And it's really not because um, I help make it. It's really, I like the bitter <laughs> it never is. taste. So, so, so that's um, with the chestnut honey, yes. right? The bitter, the bitter honey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Because I've seen you guys won a couple of awards for your chestnut honey, for your chestnut traditional just recently. Yeah, we've yeah we've been pretty we've been we've been pretty successful in various competitions, and I mean the the sparkling um, has been drank also um, when when the World Bee Day was pronounced in the United Nations, and also the Pope Francis got it for <laughs> for like a gift from Slovenia, so. Yeah, but 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 honestly, I like the the bittersweet um, bittersweet taste. But I've tried mm -hmm. some hops meats, so probably similar that, that you're making, so carbonated and hops. And I think this is becoming one of my newest favorites. So, so yeah, brands are so different. Um, I have to say that mm, some brands they're not using like traditional fermentation, but they're using other methods like cooking or heating up meat. And I have to say that I do not like that. So I've tried some meats that um, were, were not so fresh. It kind of takes the acidity out of that. So um, mm -hmm. maybe for people who are looking for meat, um, just, yeah, just know that um, there, there's, different, there's different brands, there's different kind of styles and different methods. So really, you know, follow the brand and see what their philosophy is, how they're how they're doing it and try it and if you don't like it try try another brand so yeah that's it there's so much diversity in, in yeah. just uh just one style as yeah. well and and you know talking about like we we were just having a chat before about uh like a boucher which is a very traditional style where you sort of caramelize caramelize the honey and the portion that you actually use of the caramelized honey goes between mead maker about how much they they want to represent that bitter taste and the caramelization and how much you want to replace that with with other honey and sort of allow that florality and those sort of delicate mm. notes come through as well and that's 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 the, a, a nice way to look at it is like yeah you're gonna have to try it like you're gonna have to take a little bit of the risk and i think that's what's good about doing these sort of hydromels where those those trials are a little bit easier you can get an idea of whether or not they're a good mead maker by grabbing any one of their products and if, if it tastes pretty good then you could say that most of their meads are going to taste pretty good and with with a hydromel, it's only two or three, you know, sort of euros yeah. or, or pounds that to be able to sort of get in there and go, okay, is, is this is this going to be okay? And then then you can sort of make that leap. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, what I'm seeing also online, especially in the U.S., I mean, the U.S. is kind of exploding. There's new meteries open up, uh, opening up all the time, and they're really kind of making this crazy taste. And and I want to try all of them. So um, <laughs> I hope that I hope that. Um, yeah, that that will be possible and um, also yours, of course. So, yeah. 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 So talking about access to meads as well, like uh, there's quite a few meaderies. Like we, we, we talk about it all the time. We're kind of isolated here in the UK and we sort of get shafted from both sides. But um, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like it's really hard for us to get European meads. Yeah, you know, you know yeah. like there's not there's not a, a lot there. And the same with the States. Like we have to actually go and talk to meaderies and go like, hello, we're, we're a meadery. Can, can, can we can we exchange some things, yeah. you know, because we want to taste as much as we can. And and, you know, you don't want to just take taste your own sort of supply as well. Otherwise, you get quite, quite narrow minded. Mm. But uh, in, in Europe, um, is there like quite an easy way of, of getting sort of access to more of the, the meads there? Yeah, well, um, apart from, I think every meadery has like an online shop. So if you've already tasted their meads, you can order. But um, I use or I've ordered from, um, I think it's called uh, Medovinarna. It's like an um, like online meat shop from Prague. And they have one of the largest varieties of, of meat, especially from this part of Europe. 
and pretty accessible and and they ship it also you know in, in, in great packaging nothing ever breaks so when i'm looking to try like a bottle of each or or different kinds in one go um i usually order from there i know that in germany there's also one called uh, Meetmarkt, um, but they don't have such a large choice so there there's definitely online shops that kind of offer a lot in one go and they have also great descriptions about taste mm. and alcohol content and how it's made you know with which methods so um definitely go go to a place like that yeah okay cool yeah cool <laughs> but uh yeah so the the other thing that i wanted to talk a little bit about was uh the cocktail work and that sort of thing you said you played around a little bit with cocktails do you want to give us a, a little bit of your your consensus of what you found about mead with cocktails Wow. Um, well, the, the first thing I want to say is that there's just so many possibilities. And um, talking about meat, it's, if, you, if you take sweet meat, it's, it's naturally sweet, right? So in traditional cocktail making, um, a lot of bars use stuff like the simple syrup, which is just sugar syrup and water. I mean, that's completely unhealthy. And there's a lot of bitters used as well. Um, but if you if you find me that that has kind of a bitterness, for example, and this natural sweetness, you don't need to add those things. So um, you can do both very refreshing cocktails and you can do creamy, like uh, creamy cocktails as well. So I've made a lot of um, mojito style things and um, pair it with um, different juices or with schnapps, <laughs> um, cocktails with, with, with the sparkling as well. Um, I've made some creamy cocktails. Um, I don't know the one that, that my, my love is um, kind of made with, um, with oat milk and coconut milk and white smell chocolate. So, and the meat is also, oh, nice. also really creamy and not, not too sweet. So, I mean, there's, there's just so much um and you know of course meat doesn't have such a high alcohol so yeah. um maybe you can take an, another source i mean i've done where i'm experimenting with with some that include gin or to have that kind of um that kind of i mean gin, gin's not really bitter but the typical gin taste it, it pairs yeah. uh, well with meat as well so there's really no limitations i would say um if you have a meat that's pretty sweet you know uh, then you can just make a cocktail that is less sweet so use mint use lemon juice make it a little bit more uh, drinkable for the summer um what i also love i mean i love cocktails in general but what i, what I really love is making like um how's it called in english like a batch fruit cocktail so to just yeah. gather different yeah. Um, you know, raspberries, blueberries, everything, and then just put, you know, sweet meat in there and put some sparkling meat or some carbonated meat, and it's going to be delicious and naturally sweet. So I, I really um, encourage everybody to, to start making cocktails at home. I mean, this, this cocktail set, the Boston Shaker, costs probably like 10 euros, so just, yeah. just start. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. play around with it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so... 
Um, the other thing is, you know, we sort of like chuck it out and going, you know, do you, yeah. do you sort of have any questions, you know, sort of for us? And, um, you know, like... Because we, we're, we're conscious we just, otherwise we just ask questions. We, yeah, and, we just sort of screen questions. <laughs> and, so if there's yeah. anything you want to ask us about, uh, I don't know, anything, you know, mead in the UK or, or, or whatever, or, you just know... Keep sort of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just keep it mead related. Yeah. Nobody needs to know my, my hair routine. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well... <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to ask that, but I really, I really want to know um, what's not what's your top seller, but what are people most excited about? For example, I know there's different occasions for for different meats, um, but for example, like your top taste of this carbonated meat, or what what goes well in restaurants, for example. Um, yeah, so I think the, the the product that I guess people come back to time and time again seems to be our, our hopped mead is probably the one. Um, I think because in the UK we drink so much beer that it's quite it's a, it's a familiar flavour, but also interesting enough and far enough away. So it gives people kind of something to hook into to start with. Um, and then yeah. they generally kind of go through the range. Um, the other ones are hibiscus mead, which is pink and a little bit fruity and got a nice juicy hibiscus flavor. So I guess they're kind of familiar enough flavors to people that they understand what they basically it tastes like, it tastes how they think it's going to taste, which is good to kind of get them in. Yeah. And then some of the other flavors, we can kind of push them along. Um, dry yeah. meads often quite a, yeah. a bit more of an advanced thing to try and get people onto. I think we it really helps. And a lot of what we do, we try and leave some of the sweetness in there because the honey cues just respond a lot better to the sweetness. Um, the dry meat is something that you and need to understand. And we're slowly starting to see that change a little yeah, bit as we well. Are. As the category sort of grows, um, you're starting to see that people are coming in and looking for, you know, they, they like the cans, but they, they, want, they want to drink more meat. So, you know, they, they start, start to yeah. uh, navigate towards the, uh, the little bit drier side of meats yeah. as well. But I find that the 5.5 is something that always blows me. So we do an orange blossom meat at 5.5% alcohol. It's sparkling. It's got a beautiful like uh, honey nose to it. It's an incredible recipe. And it's one of the ones that always surprises everybody about how much, um, not fandom is the wrong word, but how much respect we get from people when they yeah. try that. And that's the one that they come back and like, we haven't been here for two years. All we want is the Gosnells of London. You know, like, where is it? And it's one of the ones that if we don't have it on the web store, we'll get emails about yeah, like, email there's, 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 there's a real sense of community around that, that one little product. And the other one I think uh, I find all the time too is, is the Boucher. Oh yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. What, what, do what's this one? Uh, so Boucher is a, a style of meat where you caramelize either all or part of the honey. So we do a oh, boucher yeah. where we caramelize about 50% of the honey and then we barrel ferments and then barrel age it. And it just comes out micro-oxidized. It's got all these nutty sort of uh, chocolatey and coffee aromas. And it's, it's, it's nothing like people expect. And it's one of those ones where if you can get them to have a taste of it, they're just like, that yeah, is cool. cool. That is really cool. It's, yeah, I it's think what I'm I moving think of. Like... To, I'm moving to the UK. <laughs> yeah. More than welcome. More than welcome. <laughs> we need all the mead fans we can yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I think this is also the cool thing about mead. It's, it's still really a craft beverage, you know, there's like no big meat producer. And on the one hand, I kind of wish that meat would be, you know, a bit more recognized or a bit more known. But on the other hand, I'm just like, no, let it be this kind of secret, you know, that I mean, that this process is especially as you're doing it in the barrels and really, you know, taking the time um, to to focus on the flavor and focus on the process. 
and and the end product is just so precious you know and i think um on the one hand i just wanted to to it to stay like this you know to to just be like a craft craft kind of drink but but i'm sure that as more people try it um yeah yeah. You're gonna be. It's one of those things too. Like we 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 do these sort of podcasts all the time, and it's 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 to be able to sort of not just you know just, not just chat to mead makers and and do these sorts of things. It's also to educate ourselves. Yeah, and, it's and, like to learn more about the category and, 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 and push that. But just got uh, something going on in the background. Yeah, guys need a uh, <laughs> a big box out of the back, so that's always good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's one of those ones where we that education between people is is so important in this in this uh, industry because there's just not as much sort of out there about you know you can read you know through Reddit or you know whatever you want to do but it's a, it's a lot of home brewers and that sort of thing and there's not a huge amount of information you know being a yeah. you know a, and the knowledge base is it's small as we were just saying so it's it's, it's cool to be able to kind of push it out there and do something new and yeah yeah, yeah. and I also think that you know I think that especially in gastronomy and, and cooking there there's been this kind of rules you know what 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 pairs yeah. well what doesn't and for wine you're you're kind of very limited i mean if you're drinking red wine with, with chicken everybody looks at you like you know you, you don't know what you're <laughs> what you're doing in life but i think with me there's also this kind of a sense of freedom that you can really discover what suits you best and your taste yeah. because it's very individual and also maybe you know just just props to you guys because what i'm always saying and why i started this culinary guide is also to yeah to try different things and, and to kind of educate people but but on the one hand and think that it, um don't um see themselves as as competition but to to just learn from each other and um kind of kind of do the marketing together yeah. yeah well that's it yeah. like if we all all get together so, and, and and do this we 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 all make better mead and and if we all make better mead then you know more people are going to enjoy it yeah and that, that that's kind of the exactly. you know, the driving force behind us you know like we we had our mead bar and you know we got people up there and we set up tastings and we had nice food and you know it was one of those things where it's a hundred percent meat bar yeah and that, that that concept itself was such a such a difficult thing for people to wrap their heads around like oh i you know i i kind of like me but i like i also like to have something else and getting people in there and going like oh no there's there's so many different styles here and yeah. you know being able to be there with people and go you know like because i was a cocktail bartender as well and and that's what you need to do to get to get to it's like cocktails you know there's so many different styles like you need to understand what you like, what you're there for, what you're in the mood for, and and then starting to to get people in the right direction and go, okay, hey, what do you find about this? What you, and you need that sort of environment. We almost feel like the the child in the classroom and somebody standing above you going, okay, you need to start deciding your future now. You know, like, do you, do you want to be this? Do you want to be this? Do you want to be this? And yeah. and when we sort of brought it back here, I've I've gone off topic. Yeah, you've lost. You've lost. <laughs> but it's the idea of, of of getting people sat down and yeah, going, yeah, yeah. okay, okay there, there's an occasion yeah, yeah. for everything, yeah, yeah. and you just no, need a reason. But maybe a question about that. I mean, um, when you first started this 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 meat bar, and and did did people you know come right away, or was it like a long process to to kind of. Uh, um, I think it, it took some time to establish itself. I think it also, to be fair, it took us some time to work out how to communicate it and like mm -hmm. how we were actually going to talk about the mead and the honey and um, 
in the end, I think it worked better as uh, more of a tasting kind of experience led thing where we took customers through a tasting of meads mm -hmm. um, and then left them to have a drink afterwards. That was kind of the most powerful thing okay. was to kind of showcase the styles, the range of styles, um, and then then kind of let them choose their own adventure after that. Yeah, and you sort of saw those same people bring their friends back to go through that sort of same experience and that sort of yeah same same process, and I think that worked really well. And we've got a different concept now with the outside. Yeah, exactly. It's a little it's, bit more. Yeah. It's a little bit more informal, I would say. It's you know, it's it's obviously outside. It's longer serves. It's um, still interesting, and I but I think what we've done is we're trying to take what people normally drink um, and marry it up with something on our menu, whether that's a beer, whether it's a wine, whether that's kind of more of a cocktail type thing. We kind of that's that's the first question we ask people is you know what do you if you're struggling what do you normally drink and we'll find something that kind of works to your palate mm -hmm. um and that that feels like it, it's another good direction to be pushing in yeah oh, that seems to be working cool. quite well yeah. yeah yeah because what i'm i mean what my dreams are what what i would really love to do is to also like have my own place like a little bar restaurants where, where i only serve meats and where you can kind of taste the food pairings that i'm that i'm making um, and I'm, I'm pretty lucky because my, my boyfriend is actually a chef. So he's also doing a lot of meat pairing and helping me with ideas and, and recipes and tasting it also. Um, but, but yeah, I think, I think this is something that's not, I mean, in the US you can find something like that, but in Europe, I think there's no restaurant that serves only meat. So I think it would be kind of a, a cool place, but yeah, I mean, We'll see with the research. There's a lot of dreams and, in me. It's a lot of dreams, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, Nico, thank, thank you so much for, for sparing some of your time to sit yeah, down yeah. and have a chat with us. Really, and, really great fun. It's it's That's really perfect. nice to see somebody so so uh, passionate about me. Thank yeah. you. I, I, I'm getting towards the end of my day and I think yeah, I'm running out of my, my special so. word skills. <laughs> yeah, thanks very much for your time and yeah. really appreciate thank it. Thank you, awesome. Thanks for listening guys, hopefully you enjoyed that, so hit the subscribe and like button and follow us on all our social media and we'll see you again next week. If you've got any questions or thoughts or just want to chat about mead and honey, then drop us an email to podcast at dawsons.co.uk. Or better still, jump on our Instagram live at ask us uh, any questions that you have and watch us scramble to try to find the answer and uh, look like we know what to talk about. Or if you want to see what I look like, then head on to the website at www.dawsons.co.uk. Thank you.